people who are considering, you know, legacy, generational wealth, which I'm hearing that a lot. I'm going to build generational wealth. Yeah. But much to your point, people who have focused on the wealth first or the structures, or I'm going to do my infinite banking, or I'm going to do this, I'm yeah. going to do that. Unless the values, unless those those traditions, unless those rites of passage, unless those that symbology is there, there's there's just no anchor for any of it. And this is something that you've seen really at the highest levels in terms of business and finance. Mm-hmm. All the billionaires that I've had in a relationship with, there's really only two that have got it right. Our mm-hmm. dear friend Scott Ford talks about this beautiful context of seven, seven generation planning. Mm-hmm. The decisions I'm making now. What was the wisdom three generations back? What is the decision I'm making now? And then what is it going to implicate three generations forward? Mm-hmm. Finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mangana. I'm here joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Rich Christensen. Um, I've had the pleasure of interviewing him and getting to connect with him initially as he was one of the featured speak on our 2022 Abundant You experience, which is still available at 2022abundantyou.com. Um, and since then, we've connected and visited a couple of times. I've been a guest on his podcast, uh, interviewed for a summit that, that he's done, which again, we'll pop some, some show notes, links for. But I'm just in awe of how this man shows up in the world. And this isn't even like in a cheesy way, because there's a practical application to a yumminess with how he shows up for family and encourages his family to do the same and creates a unit that's actually going to have deep impact in the world. Far too often, I think, we run off talking about purpose and impact and all these great and wonderful things, but we haven't looked to the place where we can actually have the most impact. And that's in our home and with our families. And Rich and the guys have got an amazing framework for that. I'm actually going through it at the moment. My family are actually going to be going through the process in terms of legacy building and putting together a network that's going to go out there and be a blessing to others. And I'm just delighted to be able to share with you today. So without further ado, Rich, why don't you introduce yourself? Let the people know a bit more in your own oh, words of who you are and what it you is. Know, Dan, just so, I mean, every time I talk to you, I feel invigorated. It's so fun. I think we've got so many common threads. But, uh, yeah, it's so interesting because I, I, I'm i 57 years old now, but I think I've lived maybe six or seven lives. I've squoze a lot into a very short period of time. <laughs> and quite frankly, some of the things that I've done now, I have a hard time talking about because I think mm-hmm. I actually caused pro- uh, part of the problems. I was an early-stage lean startup uh, entrepreneur and uh, wrote a best-selling book that uh, was one of the foundational books of the lean startup movement and Mm -hmm. uh as good as that was in helping individuals in some ways it fueled this very problem we're talking about dan Mm -hmm. and i you know so it's at this point it's like i'm I've uh, exited all of my companies. I've founded or co-founded 51 businesses now. 16 wow. have become multi-million dollar businesses. All started with $5,000 of capital or less, and 18 have failed. So I've founded mm-hmm. a lot of companies, but it isn't what really is remarkable, I think, about my life. Uh, the, the remarkable thing about my life is, is I've been able to have really amazing, rich financial success, but do it while 
maintaining this beautiful, rich texture and context with my family. Mm-hmm. My sons call me up at least three times a week, inviting me to do fun activities. They pay mm-hmm. for the dinners that happen. My daughter-in-laws hug me. And good mm-hmm. crying out loud, the best of all is my grandchildren even are named after my wife and I. And there's just a lot of stability and love, Dan. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really what matters most to me and why this Legato family is just so darn important. Mm. Let's do the top level on the Gano family because um, again, guys, you know, we 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 dove deep into the we dove into the the specifics of the system that that you've got that we can all mirror, right? This this path that you've walked in terms of how you've created this this family unit, it's actually systemized now. It's something that we can all take part of and learn from. So again, we'll pop the link in the show notes to 2022 Abundant You, but what's the 30,000 foot view on Legado family, this framework and these ideas and philosophies that have led to this relationship that you enjoy with your family? I'd love to, I'd love to share that quickly, but I think before I do it, uh, Dan, I want to make this statement. When all is said and done, more is usually said than done. And there's a lot of talking. And the thing that's great about this (laughs) is, is I've proven it. This is the framework that I've used to raise my five biological sons, my three Sherpa kids, this Mm -hmm. is the framework and there's not talking in this. There's a lot of doing in it. And Mm -hmm. so it's, Mm -hmm. it's vetted and proven out over, this is the framework I've used the last 30 years. So Mm -hmm. the framework real quickly, I'll just fly by is it's the platform is values. Uh, we think to do values in business and school and education, religion, but we don't think to put and identify our family values then throwing the values that no longer serve us well into the garbage can, not throwing everything away like so many of the youth are doing now, but throwing away things like guilt and shame and scarcity, throwing it in the garbage can. Once you have the value platform, there's five key pillars to plant on top of it. Most like to jump right to the last one. So I'll go to the last one first just to get out of the way. But it's all the financial Mm -hmm. stuff. It's the planning and the wealth management and the family constitution, the family banking and the family office and all that stuff. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have this other stuff, you'll blow Mm -hmm. your family to smithereens. Mm -hmm. And, And those you love the most, you'll blow them to smithereens. So the fifth pillar is the financial structure. The mm-hmm. other four is his family symbology. Do you have a family symbol? Do you know what the spirit animal is of each of your family members, yourself included? Does mm-hmm. each family identify their color? Do you know mm-hmm. what your family, uh, your, your family mascot is? Do you have a family crest? And my favorite mm-hmm. is, is a symbol. What is your little family logo yeah. that you wear around that identifies where everyone fits? So first pillar, symbol. Mm-hmm. Second pillar is his doctrine, your family song. Yeah. Do you have a family song? (laughs) Do you have Mm -hmm. a family mission statement? Do you have a we believe statements? Do you have a family Mm -hmm. slogan and a family mantra? If not, Mm -hmm. you're competing with all sorts of really bad influences that do. The symbology Mm -hmm. identifies the doctrine creates the, the, this is how we engage. The third is traditions. Mm-hmm. The third pillar is what are the cadences of traditions? We as humans, oh man, we love our tradition. Tradition, mm-hmm. we love our tradition. <laughs> and so we've got to mm-hmm. put regular cadences of fun little return and and whether it's family dinners, it's the funny thing. I mean, try putting your kids to bed without reading their favorite bedtime story if you have started mm-hmm. that practice. 
You read them that story as a child, it gives them comfort. And it's crazy mm -hmm. the stupid things that carry on. So the third is the traditions. A deeper one in that is is actually the, the more spiritual stuff. Uh, uh, the, the, I, I hate to use the word spiritual, but it's almost like, I don't know, it's it's like baptisms and confirmation. What's the real sacred kind of stuff that you do in your family? It's mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. I pledge allegiance to the United States. Uh, I mean, you put your hand over your heart, and that gets a lot of people offended if you if you violate that. So what are the mm -hmm. kind of sacred things you do in your family that are really private? So upon mm -hmm. those three are all mm -hmm. traditions called anything that indoors has those three. And I don't care whether it's the Bloods and Crips, bad, mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. Kiwanis Clubs, indifferent, or mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, uh, an education institution. If you do not mm -hmm. have those things, it will not endure. It will wash away. The last one I added is the most interesting, and it's very deliberately, very deliberately putting rites of passage in the path mm -hmm. of your family as they grow with the context of that important ages are 8, 12, 14, 16, 18, and young adulthood. And that is the framework. Values, symbols, doctrines, traditions, rites of passage, and then a structure. Hmm. So a lot of people are probably going off thinking, you know, I want to start a legacy. Now I'm going to make loads of money for my legacy or whatever. But that's a house built on sand, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's a house built on sand because it doesn't have these, these core principles. And also these core principles in a way. So, for example, as soon as, you know, I started learning these, these ideas from you, I started thinking, okay, you know, my nephews and nieces, not just learning to do things, but also being indoctrinated to carry on these doctrines and ideas going forward for their kids too. And that's what's going to create that multi-generational um, continuation of these ideas. Uh, what we pass on in wealth, it has nothing to do with the money. Uh, I, mm. I've met with them. Dan, I have. I've met with the billionaires all over the place, high profile so much that it just would freak you out if you knew it. Most of them mm. are crying and weeping and throwing things down in frustration because the, worth has, uh, the wealth has blown their family up. What wealth is, it's passing mm -hmm. the values on the legacy. Any mm -hmm. one of my five boys, if I offered uh, inheritance to them, they would be mortally offended. They would be so angry and frustrated by that because, no, they got it themselves. They want to add mm -hmm. to it so it can mm -hmm. be used for charitable uh, purposes and to, to bless be you know, humanity. It's become mm -hmm. a stewardship, not an entitlement game. Mm -hmm. But it will pass on. I mean, the, those rites of passage that our family has, it will pass to my children. That's what the wealth will fund for the family is mm -hmm. vacations, the family logo, and mm -hmm. uh, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my great-great-grandchildren, my great-great-great-grandchildren will all participate and be blessed mm -hmm. from those value rites of passage that we put in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've, we've been um, blessed as, as siblings on, on our end that even like one of the the, the, the the charitable contribution courses that my sister does in terms of feeding the homeless, like my nine-year-old nephew is in the kitchen with her helping, you know, peel vegetables and helping to serve the food. And um, I think the, the, my siblings and I have been very blessed so far. I mean, Ethan's only 17 months old, but he's already got the demeanor um, that they want to follow in these footsteps and carry on these ideas. And even when we look at the, the wealth that we're building as a family, again, we're looking at, okay, you know, the kids get to uni, we're going to give some support, but that support is essentially going to be paid for in contribution by them. We're looking at a credit system. Um, we're going to be tightening that up when we've gone through the, with the, the Legado yeah. course, but we're looking at a credit system. 
okay, school holidays, you're going to be doing this much in terms of charitable work. Are you going to go and do some missionary work? You know, those hours are going to give them credits, which is going to lead to, okay, some support with a deposit for a house and so on and so forth to give them support. Yes, but we're not doing any silver spoons or handouts at all. None of our The thing that I love that. about that is, is, is you've been deliberate and you've just been deliberate. And I think that that's the key thing is, is deliberate. Uh, and this works, by the way, not just for families, non-traditional families and any, any tribe or community. And so a lot of individuals mm. are utilizing the uh, utilizing the infrastructure to actually build their community of dear friends so that it sticks mm -hmm. and bonds. So you're not always having these offenses that occur. And that's what you've been mm -hmm. is, is just beautiful, deliberate. I, your mm -hmm. nine year old nephew. I mean, what does that mean? He's in a soup kitchen serving. I mean, you know what that mm -hmm. kid's going to be like already. So I love that people who are considering you know, legacy, generational wealth, which I'm hearing that a lot. And I'm going to build generational wealth. Yeah. But much to your point, people who have focused on the wealth first or the structures, or I'm going to do my infinite banking, or I'm going to do this, I'm yeah. going to do that. Unless the values, unless those, those traditions, unless those rites of passion, unless those, that symbology is there, there's, there's just no anchor for any of it. And this is something that you've seen really at the highest levels in terms of business and finance. I'm living, eating, sleeping, drinking with it on a level that I can't even disclose. Mm -hmm. All the billionaires that I've had in a relationship with, there's really only two that have got it right. Mm -hmm. The rest, it's not that there's not cracks everywhere and challenges, but it of accelerates course, the problem, accelerates mm -hmm. the challenges. And then actually, if we're not careful, we drop our family into this uh, loss of adding value. We mm -hmm. drop them into this terrible death hole of dark investing and do not sustain. Our mm -hmm. dear friend Scott Ford talks about this beautiful context of se seven generation planning. Mm -hmm. The decisions I'm making now, what was the wisdom three generations back? What is the decision I'm making now? And then what is it going to implicate three generations forward? Mm -hmm. That's a lot different than just snap quick, uh, down we go. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that it's vital I don't know how anyone can do a family constitution. <laughs> I do not know how they can do family banking. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have not a clue in the world how mm -hmm. they can set up a, a, a trust mm -hmm. or a, a, a wealth retention strategy if you don't understand what you're going for. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent mm -hmm. of jumping in a jet and just starting to fly and think, I think I'll go to a tropical island. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. And somewhere, somewhere they wonder why the plane runs out of gas and they crash mm -hmm. over the Indian Ocean. And that's what's mm -hmm. going on. That's exactly mm -hmm. what's going on. So it's so vital that you understand. I've known a lot of very wealthy families, and most of the time uh, they end up saying, I wish it hadn't happened. It has not served our family well. So mm -hmm. uh, no problem with wealth. It actually mm -hmm. blesses if you got this figured out. If you don't, you're just you begging be to get bludgeoned upside the head. <laughs> so again guys listeners i hope you, you're paying attention to this um your inner work is fine that's great but if the inner work isn't matching with a familiar work that's going on right or, or work in the family these systems and these structures and these great wealth and you can come and make millions or whatever but if you're thinking about generation and not everybody's thinking about this, right? Not everybody's really even thinking um, they even want a family. Maybe they're happy with what they're doing, but even down to an extended family, like I was thinking about these ideas before I had Ethan, before I had Ethan, I was thinking about the nephews and nieces. And I think 
even in terms of me and how it grounded me, like yeah. how can we be going out to look at the contribution we're going to make out in the world if we haven't made a definitive contribution in the lives of the people that we love? That for me is a it's a it's a losing formula. So I I just couldn't agree more. And I got to tell you, my favorite application I've seen is is these tight knit close brands of actually going to the effort to bond. Because how many times do you actually come into some wealth or you have a life and then instantly you lose all your friends or outgrow them? Mm -hmm. In this model, you don't need to because the values, the symbol, everything's bonded together. So this is, mm -hmm. I always say, and everyone jumps right to the family, but it's actually more powerful for non-traditional families. In other words, blended homes or uh, mm -hmm. divorced parents or co-parenting or whatever it is. And mm -hmm. equal, if not so, tribes, small groups mm -hmm. of friends and tribes who are deeply seeking the bonding and unifying experience. So, and mm -hmm. that's what's under attack right now in the world. That's why we're getting decimated is, is th those three groups are just getting decimated right now with all this noise and nonsense. Hmm. Um, what are some words of wisdom to people? I mean, we're going to encourage people to come to the Family Matters Conference and to really get into your world and to get hold of these. I've got, I've got my workbook, I've got my cards, yeah. and um, we've got, we're actually going to be setting up, uh, when I get back from NECA, we're going to be setting up some time with my siblings to get on Zoom and, and to go and do these activities together. Um, but for people that are just kind of listening, they're like, hey, what's something that I can do now to sort of get the ball rolling? and start to implement some of these ideas uh, and, and some of these concepts into, into our lives and into our families. I'm going to give you even a better cheat code than this. It's relationship re uh, oriented. Uh, number one comment made to me is, is Rich, I'm too late or my relationship strained with my daughter mm -hmm. or with my teenager. And I'd like to give three strong pieces of advice of, of mm -hmm. how you can really quickly start to repair that. Number one, take an interest in whatever your kid or the loved one is. Don't force them into your paradigm. I'm a level 39 Pokemon Go trainer. Am I interested in Pokemon Go? But my two <laughs> youngest sons were. I listened to AGR. Boy, 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 here we go. Because my youngest son's interested in Pokemon Go. My second son loves to Frisbee golf. We go Frisbee yeah. golfing at least twice a week. My oldest mm -hmm. son loves jazz. Here we go on, on jazz. And so go mm -hmm. to the level of interest of the other individual. And it's my mentor, Stephen Covey, always said, seek first to understand then to be understood, be understood. Mm -hmm. and particularly with our kids we're always trying to cram our stuff down their throat go to where mm -hmm. they're at irrespective of it is if there's no damage number two say nice things behind their back mm -hmm. go to your teenagers friends and say nice things about them behind their back make mm -hmm. sure they're not in the room and then compliment them if you mm -hmm. have a strained relationship with a with a great grandmother say nice things about her behind her back if you want to mm. point toxicity in the water, say mean things because it will get back to her and the energy will pollute. That's number two. Mm -hmm. Number three is, is uh, I'm holding my water bottle here. And oftentimes in life, hairballs or snotballs or gross offending objects fall into our cup of life. Mm -hmm. What most people do is, is they try poking and picking and ends up just polluting and corrupting the water. Mm -hmm. Don't pick and poke at the little offenses. Most of the time, we know more than anyone the weaknesses that we have. The right mm -hmm. thing to do is just pour more love, more water, more love, and then the hairball most of the time just falls out. It just mm -hmm. comes out. So pour love in rather than criticism and offense. Those mm -hmm. three things from my experience, it's amazing how rapidly relationships can heal when we do that. And again, hmm. I, I kind of end with my statement, when all is said and done, more is usually said than done. 
Mm-hmm. Stop talking about it and do something. You know, simple, fun little things of just doing goodness is go so long. Mm-hmm. Just go so far. So just, ah, I, I, I get so tired of people that talk, talk, talk and never do, do, do. Just some, mm-hmm. some good doing goes a long ways. <laughs> I call it perpetual planning loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I just need to prep. Oh, I just need to read another book. I just need to do another course. No, we've got three really solid things. Number one, take an interest in what your loved one is doing, regardless of where they're at. I was having a conversation with um, someone who I think is going to be a new, like a, a new friend. I, 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 I rarely use the term fast friend, but we just got them really well. Um, and he was talking about what he learns from his kids. He said his, his kids, he said his, his older son is one of the most disciplined beings he's ever seen and inspires him to discipline. And his 12-year-old son inspires him to just love. And he said he just, he just learned so much from his kids. I think, I think that God gives us lessons in the most interesting places if we're open to seeing them. Uh, and I look at what I learned from little Ariana, my, my, step, my six-year-old stepdaughter. I look at what I learn even from Ethan and how he's learning to be a little human. There's so many lessons that so many ways that God can just send us all these, these ideas and lessons and teachings if we're open. And I think if we did start, you know, listening more than we talk and, and watching more than we're, you know, pontificating that we would get some of these yummy lessons and that's available if we start taking more of an interest in what other people are doing. See, I just listened and I learned two beautiful things. First of all, yummy lessons. And second <laughs> of all is, is making sure we observe and learn from our children. And I think mm-hmm. they're both super valid points and I really appreciate it. Conversation yeah. was worth it for me just for those two takeaways. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, Rich, so we've given these three tips. Um, take an interest. Um, talk good about people behind their back. The energetics of that just makes sense to me. And also when the water's a bit key, just add it out with good water watch the icky water go right um what are some pitfalls that people can look out for on the journey to to building these legacies building this um this generational um this generational essence of family what, what are some things that they should look out for as pitfalls um, you know, I think uh, the, the first is is just overcritical uh, and realizing that we're all growing entities and individuals and you've got to provide uh, a, a structure. I talk a lot about uh, high expectations, few rules. I think oftentimes mm-hmm. we can try overstructuring and any institution that tries putting just how has it worked out if the rules from 1850 were in place now. So you've got to provide a little bit of latitude for your children to even change mm-hmm. the framework and maybe even extract some of the gunk that I had. Uh, another mm-hmm. thing is, is, is parents are always right, kids are always wrong. I think apologizing irrespective of the age of the soul, whether it's a two-year-old, a 22-year-old, or a, or a 92-year-old, when we, when we boof it. And, and I, I think that pitfalls can be just, I mean, the ultimate pitfall, in my opinion, is just too much ego, too much pride. And so mm-hmm. just being flexible and learning, th- that may be uh, the long answer, but I think that that's what I would say. Awesome. 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 Um, listeners, I hope you're paying attention to this. This is a man that's not sharing ideas that he found on YouTube. Uh, he spent the last 30 something years actively applying this and not only applying it for himself, but actually going out into the world and deploying it into other people's lives too. There's a winning formula here. And I really want you guys to, to make note, go back over this podcast, you know, jot down some ideas, come up with some questions and, and, just, just pay attention to the fact that all of the other stuff 
all of the tactics, all of the strategy, all of the money doesn't mean anything if it's not built on a solid foundation and there's a solid foundation available for you here to tap into. Um, the most miserable people I've ever met, Dan, are the most wealthy. If you're not careful, <laughs> it turns you into the biggest prison wealth there is. Then it's poor mm -hmm. and then it's adequate for your needs. So we've got to be mm -hmm. really careful that we don't focus just on wealth and bigger and better and focus mm -hmm. on what really matters most, our health, our trust mm -hmm. relationships, and our family. Amazing. Uh, have you got any final thoughts to leave the listeners with today as we, we pack them on their way? No, just I thank you for having me on the program. And I think we I think we unpacked this one pretty good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. As always, uh, your wisdom shines through. You're an absolute inspiration. And um, I'm just honored to get to know you. And I'm, I'm really grateful for this time that we spent together today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Vice versa. I always learn and I'm inspired by your work, Dan. Thank you. Um, in terms of the upcoming Family Matters Summit, in terms of um, getting involved with learning some of these principles and applying them to their family, what's the best place for people to head to get some more information? Legatofamily.com is the best place to go to information, particularly on the Legato family. And if you just uh, search Family Matters Summit or the Mom Conference, it was mm -hmm. the Mom Conference. It's a large group of moms that are unified and we've uh, included us as guys in it this year. So awesome. I'm really excited about that. It's a super awesome. exciting venue. You're one of our celebrated and highlighted speakers. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a really a big deal. We have probably 25, 30 of the top thought leaders through the world that come and present on various important topics. And it's all free. It's okay. just for bettering your life. So just welcome to come join us in that. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much. So guys, head over to legatofamily.com. Make sure you check out the links in the comments and find one thing from today that you can go and implement. And then once you've implemented and seen the magic, come back, listen again and grab something else. Uh, your family and your future family are depending on you making a change today. So until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Goodbye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.